Celtics and Pacers played a gross one, so why not do it again? I'm going to be talking about that and potential trades with the Pacers with Locked On Pacers host Tony East right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J-team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep zone on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining James, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. Hey, thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Part of your daily routine here for you Monday through Friday. Available everywhere podcasts exist. And on YouTube, please watch the show. On YouTube, I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which you can get anywhere books are sold online. And on my website, johncorrales.com. For 30 bucks, you'll get a signed, personalized copy. The Celtics are in Indiana. Marcus Smart is doubtful to play with a right thigh contusion. That thigh contusion that held him out of the end of that game doesn't seem like a big deal, but it might just cost him that game in Indy. How will that affect him? How will that affect the team? I don't know. Hard to say. It's going to be a lot of Dennis Schroeder, which was problematic in that first game. Let's hope he can get his head on straight for this next one. Celtics Pacers was not pretty. In that game, uh, but hey, they're going to try it again. <laughs> we're going to we're going to hope for the best. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code NBA NBA. Go to the App Store, download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So, because it's Celtics Pacers for the second game in a row, and the Pacers may be a potential trade partner, we got into that with a nice. Long conversation, me and my friend, Tony East, who hosts Locked On Pacers. Uh, fun conversation. Let's get into it. All right, Tony, the, the biggest question is, like, have you stopped vomiting after watching that disgusting display that the Celtics and Pacers put on that basketball game, in air quotes, that they played? Yeah, that, that's what I tweeted during the first quarter. I said, this is a, an event, not necessarily a sport or a basketball game that, that oh. we're watching right now. That game was was awful. I mean, I should have known from the jump when Dwayne Washington was checking Jason Tatum that the Pacers would look <laughs> sloppy. Anyway, they don't have anybody. They haven't had anybody. And if you told me before the game that, they're too, that their leading shot takers would be Jeremy Lamb, Torrey Craig, and Lance Stevenson, I also would have said, wow, this is going to be a horrible game, but... It was even worse than any of those sentences suggest. That, that, game, that game sucked. I mean, it, it's impossible to detail how much that game sucked. I mean, it was gross. from the Celtics' perspective, same kind of deal. Oh yeah. Oh god, it was horrible. Like no ball movement unless it was Tatum whipping the ball off of Robert Williams' head. Uh, no, we just came off a game against the Knicks where there was actually like cuts and stuff. Like there was nobody cut in this game. It was all ISO. And it was just, I, I sat there with like my head in my hand like this, just for the whole like third quarter, like, okay, you guys going to do anything, anything at all? No. Okay. Like it was, it was horrible. So I don't think we want to relive that at all. Do you, was there anything in that game? Like when you look at that and you say, all right, 
let's actual basketball. What redeeming qualities of that from that game? What can you pick? What meat can you pick off of that bone? Yeah, I talked a little bit about one thing I do want to mention a little bit, uh, and that is that fourth quarter run uh, the Pacers went on that made it. That was nice. uh, Celtics are ahead, and the Pacers come back a little bit, and their lineup during that time was Lance Stevenson, three wings, and Sabonis. And I think that that beyond who the individuals were, the structure is what's important, especially given the Celtics roster construction, is that less than having two bigs out for the Pacers, when they had three wings that could switch a little more and disrupt Tatum and Brown, that helped them a lot. And Craig and Justin Holiday and Brissett have been solid-ish defenders for the Pacers for much of the season. Justin Holiday's had more lapses recently. Is that a blueprint the Pacers can copy given how the Celtics have, have played this season? I mean, it was working for that that one stretch for this Pacers team. Yeah, you know, I think I think what the Celtics needed to do was, you know, you can attack the switches pretty well by, you know, setting picks and slipping and 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 really just moving at all, moving at, at any little bit. I think the Celtics could have really punished that. What what happened was in this game, I really just think the Celtics I don't know fatigue or just mental fatigue or whatever it is that they continue to go through, they, they, they get away from things that, that work. And, and so you can say that that may have seen, it might seem like a blueprint, but I also look at that and I think this, that should be very easy for the Celtics to just yes. decimate, especially, you know, you got Robert Williams, like run a damn pick and roll and ask Sabonis to cover that pick and roll and just throw lobs to Robert Williams like that, that to me, if you've got that play going and you're switching and what are you going to do with Sabonis? You're going to play a drop. You're going to switch with Sabonis. Then, then great. Um, but the Celtics don't want to take advantage of that stuff. And, you know, like at the end you say, okay, take the win. Cause the Celtics need every possible win they can get. But that, that's, that's the type of thing where I, I, you know, you're detailing a thing that worked. And as you're detailing it, I'm seething. Because like, oh, yeah, that was that's so easy to beat with given the Celtics personnel and who they have and and who's on the floor for the Pacers because you're you're still shorthanded, too. So it should be very easy to, you know, take these guys, have them make like two, three defensive decisions and then get your layup and then go down and run the other end. Because you make the more decisions you have them make, the more likely they are to, to screw one of them up. Yeah, they they would scram Brown and Tatum a little bit during those those instances, and then Rob Williams would be wide open on the roll, and then someone would come up from the weak side and cut him off. And the Celtics don't like passing the season, apparently. You know, I've I've no. caught them now watching the Pacers too, but they only had 17 assists in this whole game. Like as soon as they cut off the roll, man, they were like, "What do we do now? How do we score?" So it was very weird. Like they have no idea what to do and. What I, I'm talking for you, I shouldn't be. You know the Celtics. No, no, you know, no. Like, I love. Seems like when their actions cut off, they're like, "What do we do now? Are we supposed right. to run around?" Like it was kind of weird. And the Pacers stink in their own right. They lost, but I just feel like for a minute there, they found a blueprint that could work. But that that game was so out of whack and gross, and like both teams being completely arrhythmic all night. Both teams with less than fifty percent of their makes being assisted. Both teams having basically twenty turnovers. Both teams shooting under 40%. Like, can you take anything from that? I mean, it, it, no one played the game they wanted. So you, know, you can find glimpses of, of bright spots like Rob was really good for you guys yeah. throughout the game. But it was a disgusting basketball game. Right, right. Like, that's – if I look at that and I say, okay, here, what, what are the bright spots here? Um, I can say that, you know, Jalen Brown did manage to get, what, six assists in this game, which, you know, when you have 17 assists 
and he has six of them. And it's like, wow, that's that's a whole big percentage of the few assists that were were uh, dished out. So that that's good. Rob was great, I think, um, which is nice because he had a stretch in December where he was kind of going back to some old bad habits. And now that he's, you know, kind of gotten rid of that, I think he he covered up for a bunch of people's mistakes. And, you know, you, you tend not to want to drive when Robert Williams can really come out of nowhere. That overtime block where I forget who it was who drove and Rob just the guy he was covering was between the left block and the three point line. And Rob just like sprinted directly across the baseline to block that shot that ultimately led to the Grant Williams three. Like that was spectacular. And, and he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just not going to let these defensive miscues stand. I'm going to go and I'm going to erase these things. So that, that was, that was huge. And so now for me, because I'm a, I'm, I'm covering the Celtics I'm just wondering how that's going to blow up in our face because is <laughs> the, the problem with with Robert Williams is like that was good, but there's a fine line between bailing somebody out and constantly chasing those blocks. You know what's the appropriate time for him to make that run and commit to that block shot versus reading okay in this situation. He's he's fine. The guy covering my teammate is fine. I don't need to rush over. He was when he was struggling, he would rush over no matter what, and he wouldn't read that the guy needed no help. In this game, he was very good about okay, I'm going to play good positional defense. I'll you know I'll ride guys down the lane and then jump second to you know once they commit, I'll commit. And and he he read when the guys actually needed help. I just hope that he can keep it that way. I know you're talking about Robert Williams, but it sure sounds like you're talking about a young Miles Turner right now. <laughs> the jumpiness, the the poorly yeah. timed block attempts, and also on a non serious note, Rob Williams had one of the coolest plays I've ever seen in this game. He blocked the same shot twice. Yeah, Wayne Washington took a layup, he blocked <laughs> it, it hit the backboard and bounced out, and he was flailing his other arm for balance, and then blocked it again off the backboard yeah. out of bounds. It was sick. It was super demoralizing for Dwayne Washington, who, again, <laughs> had to check Tatum all night and did not have a good game. That was really funny. It was a pretty sick block, but that was like the coolest play. Maybe Tatum's, I guess, game-tying baseline jumper was sick, too, but... That was yeah, like the coolest play from a, a disgusting night of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could we could pull something out of that. Much more with Tony coming up next. First, let me tell you about Prize Picks, which has the best NBA daily fantasy props on the market. If you haven't signed up for Prize Picks, you're missing out. You just go uh, to PrizePicks.com and sign up and use the promo code NBA. Promo code is NBA. You're going to get up to $100 on your first deposit, an instant match. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 in in an instant match from Prize Picks. The way it works is, and I'm I'm scrolling through the website right now, you go through the the players of the game, of of the night, and you can get any player. So you can get the stars, or you can get like Lou Dort, who's on here. Uh, I'm going to go through, pick Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and Jay Crowder. And you pick over-under points, 24 points for Fred Van Vliet. I'm going to go over on that. OG, I'm going to say under, and I think Jay Crowder at 9.5, I'm going to say over on him. Boom. For a $20 entry, I could place that, and I could win $45. It's very simple. It's daily fantasy, unlike anything else. 
Uh, anything you can think of, too. It's not just points. It could be assists. It could be rebounds. Three-pointers made. You can cross into sports. You can cross into other sports. When the Patriots play and Mac Jones is available, you can use, uh, you can do a Celtic and uh, Mac Jones. So you can mix sports. So check it out. Prize Picks, use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be, be made very quick. You saw me do it. Uh, 60 seconds or less. It's safe. They offer fast withdrawals. Promo code is NBA. Go to prizepicks.com. It's super, super easy. It's daily fantasy. It's you against the numbers. It's not you against me and, and experts that have uh, whatever. It's you against the numbers at Prize Picks. So make sure you're checking them out. Prizepicks.com. Promo code is NBA or download the app from the App Store or Google Play. Today's show also brought to you by my friends at Crack Sauce, C R A I C, Crack Sauce. You might think of hot sauce as vinegar and peppers and blow your face off hot. It's not like that with crack sauce. It's not something that's meant to torture you. They actually use 10 to 20 different ingredients in each bottle. It focuses on flavor. Imagine that, the hot sauce with flavor that adds heat. So whatever you're trying to make, whatever you're trying to cook, or whatever you're eating, you wanna throw something on there. It's not just a bottle of heat, it's some added flavor for your food. It's delicious. Enjoy what you're eating. The best part is, honestly, Celtic season ticket holder owns the company. Local farms in Massachusetts provide the ingredients. Local employees make this. It's made locally. It's all Massachusetts local people across the board. So uh, support local businesses. Support small businesses. This is really, really important. And hey, support another Celtic season ticket holder because he not only makes a great product, you know, he's, he's living and dying with this team just like you. A golden pumpkin is one of my favorite, is my, probably my favorite one. Uh, and it's especially great with some of the, the fall flavors, obviously. But the 40 shades of uh, green chili are, it, it's really good there. The Mill City Red is what you're kind of more typically used to. And Brian Burroughs Curry, you throw that into a soup or a stew or like a shepherd's pie. It's great. So check them out. Crack Sauce, C-R-A-I-C. Use the promo code Locked On. Locked On for 10% off at cracksauce.com. You are going to love it. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. They're going to do this again in Indy. Uh, yay. <laughs> yay. You, can you tell? I hope, I hope the listener and the viewer can pick up on the palpable disdain that we have for these two teams playing against each other. Um, I'm, I'm actually, you know what? To be honest with you, I, I do expect actually the Celtics to kind of bounce back and play play a better a better brand of basketball. I don't know why I feel like they they kind of are up and down. And after a little bit of prodding from Ime, like you know, enough with the ISO stuff. Um, I, I'm the only thing is that it doesn't look like Marcus Smart's going to play. I thought Marcus Smart was was pretty good at controlling the game too. Um, if Marcus Smart doesn't play, then you can throw this all out the window because when you start Schroeder then I think Schroeder's basically just playing for himself. He's just going and whatever he, he's playing for his own contract. And that's, I think, I think he understands that the next few weeks are basically an audition for trade deadline. And he's not interested in all that other stuff. So he's just trying to pad some stats. Uh, but if, if they can kind of get everybody on the same page, I think they can actually, they'll, they'll come out, they'll put up like a 32 to 16 first quarter and then, you know, cough it up later on in the game. 
That's like every Celtics game I've watched this season, basically. So basically. That, that basically. seems part of the course. Yeah, you know, I mean, the Pacers have played worse games this season than the one against the Celtics. Not like in appeal, but in terms of actual performance. So I expect they'll be a, a little better, too. But, you know, a lot of the guys that struggled in, for them in this game against Boston are guys that have had really inconsistent seasons in general. Like, nothing about this matchup made me think that they played bad. Like, Justin Holiday missed a bajillion open looks. Miles Turner was in foul trouble and missed a bajillion open looks. Domas missed four or five bunnies like those guys in theory will just naturally be a little better. But the same thing can be said a lot about a lot of the Celtic shots like they missed a ton, a ton at the rim in this game. And Horford was just like Al Horford's good and he's like positionally a genius. But there was so much of the game. I was like, oh, Al Horford's in the game. I had no idea. And he's been in for five minutes. Yeah. Like, it, you know, he'll be better. And, and he's too good to have that level of impact. And on the flip side, Torrey Craig and Jeremy Lamb aren't going to be that good twice in a row. It's very rare that they assert that level of impact. So I think the Pacers will be better in general. Like their best guys will be better and they might get Brogdon or Levert back uh, in this game, TBD on both of those guys, but Brogdon's getting closer. And if that's the case, they'll definitely look better, but they just, they've been playing so many reserves and, and replacement guys recently that it's hard for them to put together consistent play in general. So yeah, I think they will be better, but not hugely better unless someone has a wildly good three point shooting night, basically. So Mm. for them, it's going to be about figuring out how to, contain you know the 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 rob lobs basically (laughs) Uh, because everything else they did a pretty good job with so if they can clean that up even if they play equally bad they might have a shot but i agree with you that i think the celtics have more room to grow into a better performance than the pacers do given who's available for them so let's be honest any any celtics fan listening right now doesn't care how this game is gonna go when we're talking about the pacers that sunk in for you guys it's yeah no I think I think when Celtics fans listen and watch this they're gonna be like get to the trades John get to the <laughs> trades John we're trying to pick this Pacers carcass where that we're the buzzards surrounding the you know when do the Pacers start to actually hit that rebuild and no, things are fine things are fine here oh yeah no that's good. I'm glad I'm <laughs> glad. Good. <laughs> Their owner went on the record because he loves the team so much. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Yeah. So let's ask you this: how 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 close how close are things to changing? Because he can say everything's fine, but then I listen to you know uh, Brian Windhorst say no one in the league believes that Demontis Sabonis actually wants to be in Indiana anymore, regardless of what anybody says. Yeah, you know I try to get fifteen minutes into most of these shows. Before I get too tradey, uh, but oh, we're at twelve forty-five. So you want? What do you want to do? You want to sing a song for another? Well, two and we're days? and we're three days from the day where everybody can be moved, basically outside of extended guys, and this stuff all heats up anyway. So it's time for me to get a little more serious about it. But you know, I thought that they'd probably just play the information game until February. You know, it's clear they're going to do some sort of trading, but like this is the best year they've had of Turbonus ever. Duarte is clearly something that they want to see as much data as possible of who fits the best with him and stuff like that. And, you know, they might get TJ Warren back at some point before the deadline. That would be nice info to get, although at this point it wouldn't be enough to to matter. So I thought that's what the, the deal would be is, is play the information game as long as you can before you decide, OK, what are our best our best offers on the table? And KP is is a big ranker. He likes to rank his, his trade, his trade options and decide that way. But. After this Celtics game where Miles Turner sits basically the whole fourth quarter, and that was like his third game in a row sitting almost the whole fourth quarter, and 
In the Celtics game, he probably should not have been in in the fourth. He did not play well that game. He has been struggling to take advantage of opportunities recently. He was in foul trouble. And then, like we talked about earlier, that three-wing lineup did very well for the Pacers, right? Mm-hmm. Why would Rick Carlisle break that up? In that game specifically, he should not have been in. But he does have some legit qualms about his role recently. He still has done a terrible job taking advantage of some opportunities. Whatever. I'm talking too much about nothing here. <laughs> he tweets last night, this ain't, and then a P emoji, which apparently means like this isn't right or something. And some of his management is is putting up some cryptic Instagram stories, and he's Turner is as well. Like he's clearly frustrated about not playing as much and not getting, you know, he went on the record with the athletics Jared Weiss, who Celtics listeners know very well, about wanting a much bigger role. And that hasn't really happened in the last two or three weeks. So it seems like he's on the way out and he's only got one and a half more years on his deal anyway. So his trade value plummets in a few weeks. So if, if his messaging is him saying, you know, it's time, maybe the things will heat up for the Pacers pretty soon. I kind of thought it would be two more weeks before it got really serious, but it seems like if, if, if Turner's really putting his foot down at, at all, that it could come sooner for this team. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, th- this is like a, a very interesting time for the league. I mean, there haven't been any rumors for anybody really, um, mostly because the pandemic, the, 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 the league trying to avoid a shutdown has kind of tamped down all of the trade talk, right? Because all of, all the of front offices have just been required to sign all of these, these hardship guys. And now that that's mostly done, at least for now, front offices can be like, all right, now let's see who's pissed off on our team <laughs> and we can, and we can go from there. So, so yeah, I do expect things to heat up. Um, the Celtics are in such a uh, an interesting position because they're both buying and selling. They're selling off certain pieces. They're you know I'm sure they're open to some of their more interesting players moving in the right deal, but they're also not like selling selling. Like we're not talking about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, or you know even even like you know Robert Williams and Marcus Smart are like the guys that you, you gotta you gotta you gotta wow them with a a much bigger deal, right? So the Celtics are kind of like on both sides. I, I do think they're going to move Schroeder. I think they're open to moving other people. I think Juancho Hernan Gomez has got to go just as far as like clearing some salary there. They have mm-hmm. luxury tax issues that they're trying to um, maneuver. So there's, there's that the Celtics are, are a very interesting team. And I'm, I'm just with the Pacers on this verge of at least retooling maybe not outright rebuilding but re almost like a rebuilding on the fly very curious to see where where the celtics maybe the celtics and pacers can get some some business done yeah the pacers would have to have some sort of interest in pp or grant for i think anything to materialize if brown and because i agree with you i think it's ridiculous the way that brown and tatum get talked about like i saw kevin pelton make this point so i'm kind of reinforcing someone else's point here but you know they they the tweet was basically someone asking like, okay, of all the teams that kind of were on the fringe of like, maybe they should blow it up. Which one's the most needing to do it. And it was Boston and Indiana and Portland. And I forget the fourth team, Sacramento, I think. And it's like three of those four teams are all, or Atlanta, Atlanta was the fourth one. And it was like three of those four teams have like really good young cores. They don't need to shake it up necessarily. They just need to like tweak it. Right. And Portland was the, was the outlier that has an old core, but the Pacers don't have a star. They should obviously be changing. But like, you, if, if you're Boston, you have two really good studs under 25. Like you don't trade one of them. That's stupid. You try to get the right stuff around them. So I always, I've always been interested in how Boston will proceed, just because the tax is certainly a concern. When you're under 500, you think about the tax. Like you just do. 
even if it's, you know, maybe wasting air quotes on wasting a year of Tatum's prime or whatever. But yeah, they've been fascinating to me because of all the factors that play for them. But it's really hard to find a great like a big deal. Like, wow, wow, the Pacers and Celtics did what? Be- unless the Pacers really love one of those young guys because Pritchard wouldn't play on the Pacers, basically, because McConnell and Brogdon are there. And mm-hmm. Grant Williams probably wouldn't play very much either. Like, they probably wouldn't have a ton of value in Indiana. So it's hard to come up with a perfect deal between the two teams, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, the the guys that – obviously the Celtics are looking for some bigger names. So they're they're hoping that there's some smoke behind the, the Sabonis stuff because – Hey, maybe Sabonis, you know, in Boston could be like he would he would work very well. Now the question then becomes, does that mean Rob is gone? Like, how do you how do you make that work? It's very why would you say Sabonis and Turner are having you know are, are kind of problematic together, and then say okay, here's Robert Williams who doesn't even <laughs> shoot the three. Like that's I don't I don't know if that's how it would go. That probably would mean they'd move on from Robert Williams, and that would make for an interesting kind of defensive struggle for the Celtics. So I, I just, I don't see the, the deal that's there, not a major deal. I don't see a I major agree. deal there. I don't see Sabonis. I don't see Turner. I don't see anything like Brogdon. Does LeBron uh, make any sense for the Celtics? I don't think so. N- now no. he might what's, have the sweet spot of value that's possible and he's like what's good? his contract i haven't seen his contract like, two what, years left at a little over 30 million in total not you per year gonna come back to wrap up the trade talk with a trade that we dreamed up that is appropriate very appropriate considering the self Pacers game that is coming up Next, first, let's talk about Built Bar. It's a new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. Get rid of those snacks, get rid of those candy bars, and turn to a Built Bar. They're even better than the candy bar. They taste just as good, they're covered in chocolate, and they're better for you because about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is like almost twice as many calories in some cases, maybe more. 30 grams of sugar, a dozen net carbs. Why? Why do that to yourself? You're trying to get into that, you know, you're trying to get that New Year's resolution. I know I am. You know, the the holidays come around. You can't help it. The food's heavier. You're sitting around a lot more because it's super cold. It's like two degrees outside. Built Bar is going to help you out. You're going to the gym a little bit more. Have a Built Bar afterwards. The protein's going to help you after your workout. You're just snacking around around the, the, the house. Throw away those can't throw away those candy bars. Reach for a built bar instead. Like I said, the calories, you're gonna save those calories. And you get tons of great flavors. You know, like if you want coconut, if you're into peanut butter, like there's peanut butter brownie. That that's a great substitute for some of these other peanut butter cup type things. There's raspberry ones, there's mint brownies, any kind of flavor that that you're looking for in a candy bar, it's right there in a built bar. If you're on a keto diet now, this works. If you've got a nut allergy, there are plenty of options. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15. Works every single time. There's no limit to it. Use go once a week, use the promo code LOCK15. You're gonna keep using, you're gonna keep getting 15% off. So go to built.com, check them out. Bet you're gonna like them. You're gonna go back and order more every time. Use that promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action in 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile site. Sign up today 
Get a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. Doesn't matter what your favorite sport is. You can even get your favorite Vegas casino games. It's all right there at Bet Online. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. So, okay, so Levert, maybe there might be something there if he's making like if somewhere in that 15 range, but it would that now we start to cross into like, okay, what well, what is that? What's that going to cost the Celtics? How highly do you value Levert in Indiana? Um, why did he suddenly lose? so much value that you're like, yeah, let's take, you know, you're taking Wancho and a young guy, like is, is a, a, a flyer on a young guy like Romeo going back to Indiana and Wancho as a salary dump to, to, to get Karis Levert, then, you know, yeah, maybe we can talk, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's going to get you anywhere. Right. Yeah. It's a tough fit. And I, like I, in theory, the pieces make sense from a value perspective, but where the teams are at makes it really, that's what makes it really hard to come up with stuff, right? Because they're both under 500. Like, you don't – those those are the kind of teams that are like, yeah, we're a great fit for each other right now. Right, right. Well, and I think the Celtics – I mean, I don't know how the, the Pacers perceive themselves. I, I would assume that the Pacers and the Celtics are in kind of similar situations in, in some regard in that it's a disappointing season so far yes. for both teams, right? Like, sure, sure. We, we, we didn't expect it to, to be a championship season, but where they are right now, for various reasons, is is really like, whew, th- this well, is bad. When the Locked On Podcast Network did our tiers for the season preview, Celtics and Pacers were boasting like the can they can they make noise kind right. of tier, right? Can they get to that like five to seven range in their conference and be threatening in the first round? And neither of them are looking like they're going to do that right now. Obviously, the Celtics have a much better chance of getting there. So, you know, who knows where that goes? But I don't think that unless – Unless there's like a big love for Levert in Boston, it's going to be hard for these teams to help each other this year. Yeah, I think, because they've both been so disappointing. But I did come up with a minor trade that I DM'd John Corrales earlier today because yeah. I am a nerd uh, and I and I love this idea. So hello, Boston Celtics, who have a luxury tax concerns, as you mentioned, they're about five million over the tax. How would you like to cut that in half? Doesn't that sound wonderful? Hello, Indiana Pacers. Wow, in half you say? Hmm. <laughs> All Let's I got to do is trade Wancho, and I haven't figured out the little extra thing yet. And you can have your pick of Tory Craig or Justin Holiday, who both make enough that straight up that trade is legal. The reason the Pacers would do this, they would take on a little bit of money this year, but no guaranteed money for Wancho next year would be huge for the Pacers because they have a ton of money guaranteed next year, and they're not good. They don't want to have a ton of money guaranteed next year. Celtics cut a little bit off their tax bill and get a better player who could actually play for them this year. That seems like it makes sense to me, but I don't know what the difference between the assets would be there. And the Pacers obviously yeah. would not love to take on salary, but it, it's not like so ridiculous to me that something like that would happen. Well, my initial reaction is like, yeah, sure. Wancho for anybody that's useful. Like, <laughs> He's Wancho, not even playing, right? He doesn't play. No, no, no. And then, like, it, this, this sucks for me because you know, you know how it goes, right? You have a podcast. You're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go for that obscure name 
that, you know, hey, the Celtics need to take a fly. So, like, last summer, I was like, hey, you know, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and I'm, like, laying out the stats. Like, Juancho as a starter has actually this percentage and blah, blah, blah. So, I, like, would pepper in from time to time. Hey, I still think Juancho would be worth a flyer. And then they signed Juancho, and my Twitter's going nuts. Like, oh, wow, you called it. And then now I'm like, um sorry i <laughs> even so though it was the three, a flyer, the three games he's played over 10 minutes they are minus 21 in those in those <laughs> minutes with him on the floor yikes it's, yikes. Uh, it's not great it's not this great. Is a money deal only for the pacers <laughs> yeah so i mean wancho can can go for sure um th- here's the thing like the celtics need to move schroeder and i think schroeder somewhere for a couple of seconds is like the most realistic, it might not even be two seconds, considering the situation. If you if you move him, they created the the roster spot, so they they seem to be cooking up something for the potential of bringing in somebody else in. So if we're looking at Wancho and who Justin, uh, see Justin Holiday or Tory Craig, you know what? Whichever one makes more sense to you in your head, but you know, I mean, either either one. Um, I think, you know, a wing, a wing who can shoot is something that the Celtics can, can really use. So, um, give me a wing who can shoot and save the Celtics a little bit of money. And if it only costs Wancho Hernan Gomez, or if it's Wancho, see, they already got rid of, you know, Hey, Wancho and Ennis Cantor. That's not his name. Uh, Ennis Cantor freedom. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> I I was thinking about this. No, inside the mind of a podcaster for you listeners for a few seconds. If a player on the Pacers changed their name, I would mess it up for months. Months. Oh god, yeah. Was, I mean, it would be impossible. I can't imagine how you're doing that. Um yes, also uh it's, you know, it's Ennis and whatever. So Ennis Ennis K Freedom is my my the way I've been referring to him. Ennis K Freedom. So if we did Ennis and that's the other way I get around it. I just use his first name. That's fine. Ennis, Ennis and Wancho is eight million out, and then you can bring back Holiday, who makes six. If you could do that, can you do that for Tory Craig? Straight that's up, close. I don't think so. It's uh, close. Let me try it. Let me try it as we speak. Success. Oh, see that the reason that the problem there is the Pacers might go over the tax if they did that one. That's Ooh. why Justin makes a little more sense. And Justin's a better shooter. He's probably a better fit with the Celtics, but they save less money. So yeah. competing goals for both teams there. Right, right. Well, I mean, if the if they can maybe work a three team trade where Also, where, uh we're gonna need some cash or like a second round pick because this is this is so far just us giving away a good player for uh <laughs> these negotiations. Sure, sure. I mean, look, if my 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 feeling is if the Celtics send away Schroeder for a couple of seconds, then you know you can you can attach them to this and say here here are the two seconds we got from the Schroeder deal, and you get rid of Freedom, you get rid of Wancho, and then you take back like e- even if you take back um, Holiday and you say all right, well you're not saving quite as much money. Personally, I'm willing to do it, but the Celtics probably le- need to save a little bit more money, and so um, we'll see. And, and I think that's about as far as I'd go. I'm not going to attach it like a younger player or anything like that. So that's fine, John. We did it. We came up with the most boring possible podcast fake trade. How does it feel? That is literally the most boring fake trade. 
I, it's, it's not even a challenge trade. It's just like embarrassing reflections of where these teams are. True. Considering the the way that game went, that first game went, this is the most appropriate trade yeah. to kind of pair with that game. It's like pairing flat wine with, uh, I don't know, a steak you found in the garbage. Uh, close us out here, John. Who's going to win in Indy tonight? I mean... In Brad Stevens' homeland. I know, I know. Uh, I'll say I'll still say the Celtics. I'll say the Celtics, but in, I don't I don't anticipate this this game being any better than the last one. Yeah, the Pacers have won fifteen of the their, half their season's over, and they've won fifteen games. I cannot pick them to beat anybody. <laughs> Sands, Orlando, and Detroit. I cannot pick them to beat anybody right now. That said, they have Lance Stevenson playing at home. Anything can happen when Lance Stevenson plays at That's home, true. as evidenced by his unreal games this past week against the Nets and the Jazz. So, yeah, I mean, in a vacuum, I'm definitely picking the Celtics. I, I can't beat anybody these days, but Lance could do anything, in this, like anything, in this game. So if, that is the the Pacers fan hope in this one. If the Celtics lose, I hope it's at least to some ridiculous Lance Stevenson shots. Like, at least put on a show, Lance, and and make it entertaining. <laughs> He has certainly done that. I mean, a 20 point quarter off the bench in his first game back in front of a crowd that loves him was like, that's awesome. Wow. So, yeah, I, I agree with you that the Celtics will probably win, but the Pacers have surprised me a few times this year. They blew out the Jazz in Utah for some reason, and they have 15 wins at the halfway point. They make no sense. The Celtics make no sense. This NBA season makes no sense. And this game, if it's like Monday's game, will also make no sense. No sense. <laughs> All right. Great conversation with Tony as usual. We'll see how Celtics and Pacers goes again on Wednesday night. I will be there for you post game. And then we'll wrap up the the week uh, the day after that. So plenty coming up. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Really do appreciate you listening. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. If you are, uh, if you are uh, a rating and a review would be great. I know we always ask that, but more importantly, share the podcast. I really do appreciate when you share the podcast. Thank you for doing so. And uh, watching the show on YouTube, spread the word. Tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.